you can always tell when people have not healed from the last system that hurt them because they use the new system that they think sometimes saved them as a weapon against the old system. The danger in warring between systems with systems is that you don't heal. I'm going to give you a couple of examples of what I mean by this. I used to work for uh, an employer that at the end of my time with that employer, I was deeply wounded. And along my career trajectory, I would come in contact with people either from that system or interested in employment in that system. And they would ask me either how I felt about the system or why I left or, um, you know, did I know people that were still there? And when the wound was fresh, I tended to use the confidence and the experience of the system that saved me to essentially belittle or discredit the system that hurt me. It wasn't until I'd gone through a series of systems that I realized that True freedom was being healed internally from the hurt and the pain that was caused by any and all of those systems and not living a life where I was using one thing to weaponize another. Where I see this happening a lot is in church. Um, church is one of the systems that sometimes we um, acquaint ourselves with that often does not feel that it has the responsibility of owning the pain that it creates in the minds and the hearts of people. And sometimes there's due cause for that. It's very difficult for the church as a institution that it doesn't have one leader or one denomination or one body of governors. It's a conglomerate. It's this big thing that sometimes 
it's hard to, you know, put your finger on, you know, if it hurts me, then who, whose apology would facilitate healing? And so what I have noted is that people who have been hurt by a system too big to have in its capacity, the ability to help people reconcile hurt, this system tends to be either hurting people or unable to heal people or the opposite or on the other side of um, people's pain. And if I have a bad experience with the church as a young person or as a person that wants to be something or and there is never any reconciliation then I become vulnerable to wanting to get even and wanting to uh, prove myself to a system that is it is impossible to prove right myself to and what I've seen, and this is just my experience, hurt people who have not gotten the answers or the apology or the correction and love or the uh, embracing by the church go on to be people who whose vulnerability makes them the target of systems that really want to take the church down. And I find that to be really dangerous because the people who are warring against the system of the church are just these groups of hurt people who never got the healing or the explanation or the or or the the hug or the love or the the confession that they needed to move forward in life and so they run to these very demonic systems for safe harbor and those systems do not have the intention of really keeping them safe. They have the intention of using their pain as a weapon to take down an institution that they themselves have a, a real, uh, for the lack of a better word, beef, right? And so when I see people who don't have the ability to say, I'm a Hebrew Israelite and I've come into a greater understanding of who I am as a person and therefore um, this is who I am. When I see that being presented as dehumanizing or 
or or a, a weapon against the system that hurt them, it may it causes me to wonder why we have so many systems that are intended to liberate people, but really oppress them so that they in return can use their oppression to kick against these systems. I don't even know if this makes sense, but in my mind it does. And as I was thinking about this, a friend was texting me about something that they had seen on the internet, somebody that they um, had become friends with over a period of time based on their affiliation with church and 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 disengagement with church and and regrouping with other religious organizations and some of their mindset it occurred to me that some systems that um, prey on the vulnerability of people who have been hurt by church um, use some of the same tactics that are used by, say, uh, a sex trafficker. And when I initially said this to the friend, I was not like, I just, you know, sometimes you hear things and you just don't really know how to process it. And I started to ask God, like, okay, God, like, I really want to help people who, whose disengagement has led them down paths where they can't even pursue healing because they're so intensely pursuing um, payback or or educate trying to educate people or trying to prove their freedom or liberation but it really isn't freedom or liberation it's more like they moved from one prison to another but the new prison has a window right um and so i started to kind of think and i did some research actually came upon an article um in Psychology Today was written in 2016 um, by a group of researchers from uh, the University of Southern California, partic particularly um, a woman by the name of Melissa Withers. She, at that time, was an associate professor <coughs> at the Institute on Inequity and Global Health at the University of Southern California. Geck School of Medicine. And in this article, she proposes an apathies in the show notes that there are certain um, psychological tactics used by a person that is looking to manipulate somebody into sex trafficking that are worth noting. So tactic one uh, for a sex trafficker um, is dehumanization. And I know you're probably thinking, well, a person that moves from one system to the other, like if they're moving from one religious um, um, experience to another, are not likely to be dehumanized. And that's a part of the strategy of um, 
that perhaps that system uses to empower them to work against or to um, use their newfound liberation against the other system. Um, what I would argue uh, is that dehumanization, um, particularly by someone who is a manipulator, can show up as convincing someone that they are something that they are not um, by way of denouncing who they actually are and telling them that they are somebody else, right? So you come from a system that tells you that you aren't anything and it pains you. And so in your pursuit of healing, you're manipulated by a new system that still fails to tell you who you are, but in turn tells you that you are something that you are not for the sake of their own personal or systemic gain. So what this article argues is that victims generally of sex trafficking are exposed to a high level of emotional distress that is created by uh, constant threats, fear, um, other forms of psychological abuse um, that come as a result of drawing their attention away from who they really are right and so i distract you or manipulate you into thinking that you are something other than what somebody told you that you are but not who you are um for the sake of using who i tell you that you are as a means to weaponize your humanity for my own use I don't know if that makes sense, but it, 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 it makes sense in my, in my mind. So I draw your attention from, to a false sense of liberation by telling you who you are, juxtaposing who I'm telling you you are with who you have been told previously that you are and using who I tell you that you are for my own benefit, okay? The second is, uh, the second tactic, the psychological tactic that sex traffickers use um, is creating these worst case scenarios. That's where um, I paint a picture for you that causes you to believe that your greatest possibility of hope is adopting the ideology or the mindset of the mind frame for which I'm providing for you so that you, when you take consideration of what you can do or your capacity or where you can go, you become 
um, imprisoned by the reality that I'm creating that what I have presented before you is the best case scenario, right? So I'm telling you that the choices that you could make are so bad that this is the only choice that you can make, even though it's not the best choice either. That's manipulation. That is, why does a, a system want to do this? It's kind of like if you've ever been in an unhealthy work environment, the manipulator will use, particularly if they don't want you to leave, the idea that you might not find somewhere else to be. Maybe it's the climate or the environment or the job market. They tell you that the best case scenario is here because here are all the possibilities if you leave, right? Consider this uh, psychological tactic in unhealthy marriages or relationships where the person with control or power says, the best possible scenario is what you are in, everything else is worse. Okay. The third tactic is creating distrust for others. So I manipulate you into a new ideology. I continue the process of dehumanizing you like the previous system, but giving you a new identity that is different from the other system that dehumanized you. I paint for you a picture of a very narrow possibility. And so I give you a number of options, but all of them lead to you um, doing what I say. And then I start creating a sense of distrust in others. I tell you that you can only trust me and you can't trust other people, even people that you have trusted in the past. I make examples of how when you trusted them, they belittled you or they misused your trust. I start using examples of relationships to manipulate you into believing that I'm the only person that you can trust. Therefore, the loyalty that you develop with me is better or a better option than potentially any other system that you could become a part of. So I make you a prisoner to a best case scenario. That's actually a worst case scenario. A person who wants to manipulate you will person by person, trick by trick, eliminate opportunities to create and sustain trust with other people. And so you're, you become the person that sees every other relationship outside of the relationship that you have with the power broker as unnecessary. And so you become destructive with your attitude. You become destructive with your actions. 
because those other people and those other systems, they, they, they're told to you not to matter. Then there is the, this psychological tactic of micromanaging where I tell you what to think. I tell you what to post. I tell, I feed you with these, these, these um, wild ideas and, and you become indoctrinated with them. And I say it with command or with um, power or presence or truth. I use uh, my influence to cause you to believe that what I'm saying is true, and I encourage you to spread what I have created as true to you, and then you go out and you do it. And then I, I mean, there's there, 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 there's so many other tactics, but the the, didn't one of one of the tactics that a manipulator uses is they create um, hopeful timelines. They tell you that if you do this or A, B, and C, or in ten years you'll be doing this, or one day you'll <coughs> you won't be in this position because you'll be promoted or um, viewed differently, or um, you'll 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 grow to these higher heights in this system as a result of withstanding like this intermediary pain or the, so what happens is, and I'm going back to the thought that I had initially, initially, initially is that whatever system hurts you will generally become the target that you point to when the next system makes you feel liberated, even if that system that makes you feel liberated is not true liberation. And that's one of the things to note. If the new system, they only uh, train you and push you and feed you and build you and teach you for the purposes of um, using what they taught you as ammunition against the old system, that's not liberation. True liberation is when you are free from all the systems and then you are also free from all the targets. So when, when, when God gives me the grace and, 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 and the strength to forgive people who hurt me in my last system. He also frees me from the system that manipulated me. So I cannot be free from the system that hurt me without recognizing the system that is using me to hurt the old system. So in my pursuit of freedom, I'm not just becoming free of the past, I'm becoming free of the system or the present that causes me to be in this continuous war with the past. So the decision that I make ultimately is that my pain is simply my testimony, it's not my weapon. It's not this continual thing that I use to fight against an old system. I decide, 
even within the context of my old system, but I don't want to hurt it like it hurt me. My objective is to live healed, not to live in battle, not to live in struggle, not to live in trying to educate people, not to live in trying to change people's minds. I just want to live liberated. So when I see people having these dialogues about um, uh, uh, their their newfound uh, religious philosophies, but they cannot somehow disconnect their newfound philosophy from the philosophy or the system that hurt them. I say to them, God, I hope that the thing that you are fighting against, you learn to forgive. Because once I realized who my real enemy was, it disengaged me from fighting altogether. Because I decided that I just wanted to live free. That's all, y'all.